Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. We are going to talk about the idea of understanding what Cody started to aliven for us, and that is this idea of of influence. What really is influence? So there's two pieces I want to talk about in the next 30 minutes, and then we're going to uh, and then we're going to have a killer panel before lunch. So the first thing I want to talk about is the relationship piece. And without question, as we begin to kind of start to put some action together and what we do with what we've learned so far, um, the relationship piece is the piece that matters most. And the one thing that we can count on going forward in this business is that relationships rule. And he who has the right relationships, she who has the right relationships is the he or she that's going to win. And it's all about relationship. So then the key is, how do I influence the right relationships? The better the relationship potential, the harder it is to influence. As we begin to upgrade who we want to do business with and how we want to do business with them, um, it gets to rarefied air. It gets hard to influence people that are the very, very best. So we got to understand what does influence start to look like. So the relationship piece and the three things that I think go into creating a solid influential magnet as you begin to look at relationships are these three things. Number one, ask better questions. And I think that every question that you design has to be disruptive. And what a disruptive question is, is something that gets attention immediately. Would you like to spend another five years as a real estate agent losing $250,000 a year in potential commissions that right now you're not earning? That's a disruptive question. To sit down with a borrower and say, has the lender you've talked with actually shown you a side-by-side comparison on what loan is best for you, why it's best for you, and to to Denise's point, how that's going to help you build your net worth in the next three to seven years? Those are disruptive questions. The second is to have deeper conversations. And this is where risk begins to raise its head because... Deeper conversations are not easy conversations. It doesn't mean they're wrong conversations. It doesn't mean your motive is wrong. It just means that on the surface, people don't wake up every day prepared to go deep. And so the question that has to be asked is the deeper question. And when the deeper question is, tell me more about why that's important to you. Tell me the impact that might have in your life. If you think forward three to five years, how will life be different for you if we do this now? Those are all deeper conversations. And then the ultimate question, the ultimate question, I believe it's the number one question of influence beyond any other question you could ever write, beyond any other question you could ever architect or think about, is the question that gets people to immediately understand you're different. About five months ago, we were in Australia. We had a tour with, uh, with uh, what was called the Better Business Summit, and we were in Sydney, and we were in Melbourne. And going over to Australia, uh, we set up about 14 meetings with CEOs of mortgage companies over there so that while we were there, we could have face-to-face meetings. 
And Deb and I went around the country having meetings with CEOs controlling hundreds of billions of dollars in home loans. And I will tell you, as certainly as I can right now, right here on this stage in this moment, that probably out of every hour, 55 minutes were personal. And at the end of the personal conversation, I asked one simple question. And it set about in motion a series of relationships that today is expanding like wildfire in that country. And here's the question I asked. How can we help you win? That question is the biggest influential question that you can ask anybody, whether it's a borrower or a real estate agent, a builder, a developer, a business owner, a financial planner, how can I help you win? And I want you to know that's a disruptive question. And I think what's really exciting about that question is that it's fairly hard, if you really think about it, it's fairly hard for anybody to look you back and say, you know what, I'm already winning, I don't need any help. Most people are gonna open up and they're gonna tell you what you can do to help them win. So one of the things I teach our elite members is the difference between tactics and strategy. And I'm gonna give this to you as a little insight. You don't have to pay the $2,500 a month to be in this group. If you wanna check it out, you can go to hightrust.com forward slash elite, fill out an application. We'll put it in front of our committee and you might be selected, but there's only 24 people that I teach this to, but it is one of the things I'm gonna pull from them and give to you, okay? What is the difference between tactics and strategy? Here's an example. Tactically, People think the purpose of a customer is to get a sale. And that could make you a living. Okay, it's not how our elite guys and gals perform. They go beyond, beyond tactic and they go to strategy and they understand the purpose of the sale is to get the customer. It's the other way around. And if you can understand that the purpose of the sales is to get the customer, you will go from making a living to making a fortune. And what we, what we want to have you understand is that you need to do a better job influencing fewer of the right people instead of not influencing many of the wrong people and just doing business the normal way we do business, which is crazy and dysfunctional. So then what is influence? The capacity or power of persons or things to be a compelling force on or produce effects on the actions, behaviors, and opinions of others. That's what influence is. You heard Cody Hardridge about an hour ago tell you that the only thing he gets paid to do is influence. And I want you to know that the overall goal to being elite, the overall goal to being the best that you can be as a version of you and you'll get this, what's better? Influence somebody in a half an hour or influence somebody in seven minutes? Which one is better? Let me just get a like buy-in on this. Would you all agree by a show of hands since you're verbally challenged right now? Would you all agree by a show of hands if I could create true deep and real influence faster than longer that would be a good thing. Hands up if you think that'd be a good thing. Great, okay. So the question is not how long you talk to somebody. The question is, are you an influencer? That's the only thing you gotta work on. We gotta work on influence. High trust doesn't occur until influence happens. And so look at, this, look at the myth around this. 
What is an influencer? One of the biggest misconceptions about influencers is that they are someone with a large social media following. This thinking confuses influence with popularity. There's a lot of popular people that spend a lot of man hours and personhood hours and woman hours on social that have a following and they're popular, but they're not what? They're not influential. The act of influencing requires a specific result, a change in thinking or behavior. In sales, what is the manifestation of influence? The manifestation of influence is somebody goes from no, I'll think about it, to yes, let's go. I don't need 100 people that I'm trying to be popular with to you know, look at my friend circles and think that I'm really, really good. I need to look at one person that moves from no, I'll think about it to yes, let's go. And as a result of that, brings us in to the influence of their ecosystems. You are not judged by how many clients you have. You are judged by the impact you make on each client. And we, we do far too much. We're databasing the same way to everybody. You might have a thousand people and you send them all the same message. That's not influence. What is that? Digital noise. Digital noise is not creating influence. The more you send, the less likely you are to create influence. Influence is about me and you converging in, in a moment in time, because you love me so much because of what I've done for you, you want everybody you know to experience that same thing. That's influence. An influencer, therefore, is someone who has the power to influence the perception of others or gets them to do something different. So where is the fortune made? It's not in going and getting new clients. That might be part of it. It's not that. You know what it is? It is making sure that the influence you have on them during that which they allow you to transact for them is such from a position of impact that they will influence their world for you. That's what it's about. If I got a thousand people in my database, there's probably 50 that really need me that could really be influential. And there's probably 950 that I love and I might do their next loan. I might do two or three loans, but they're not gonna be the point of influence that opens the floodgates to influencing more people more easily. And so when we think about this, we have to think about, okay, then what's the strategy beside, uh, around this? What's the strategy of, of being disruptive in the marketplace? So the, the one thing I will tell you that, you, that, that you've gotta own going forward is called endorsement value. An endorsement value is a disruptive conversation that speaks to the idea that the easiest thing for you to create influence and demand and more referrals is understanding the power of endorsement value. Endorsement value is somebody is endorsing you as a valuable resource to somebody who doesn't know you. And that creates the phenom called the one-to-one -one referral. And the one-to-one -one referral is the most powerful form of influence there is. And we leave, listen carefully, please. We leave as an industry, hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales commissions per year per LO in this room. The economy in this room that is left on the table is easily $100 million a year in revenue. Why? 
because we're so busy trying to go get new clients and we are forgetting to utilize the clients we have to execute influence in their networks. And when we look at one-to-one referrals, we look at what Seth Godin said, which is I think one of the most profound things that we can learn. He said, marketing is actually what other people are saying about you. So it should not be a surprise that what the elite guys and gals do is they've got a massive attraction strategy around endorsement value. As endorsement value goes up, the need to pitch or promote goes down. In fact, when endorsement value goes up, the need to feel at all pressured on rates or fees goes away. The highest conversion and the lowest cost of acquisition is in a one-to-one model. In fact, I'll tell you, the lowest lead cost with the highest potential to convert will always be the one-to-one referral. And I need you at some point in your life to stop chasing people and to start realizing that you have networks of people that already know, love, and trust you that you are underutilizing, underleveraging, and under-optimizing. And if you want to make a lot of money in relation to the hours you work, you have to move from acquisition of clients through optimization of their experience to retention of them in your ecosystem to multiplication of their referral energy into their own networks. And the faster you get away from acquiring as a function of getting new clients and realizing that your best strategy is retaining current clients and that those current clients have an optimized experience, then you open the floodgates to a one-to-one B2B referral world. And what Deb and I wrote about in five stars is you check this out, right? One-to-one referrals cost little to nothing to acquire. They trust you faster. They decide on you more quickly. They negotiate less. They shop other options less. They're lower maintenance. They repurchase more often. They refer you more regularly and they eliminate the need for costly and effective marketing. Who would not sign up for that? In fact, I want you to imagine for a moment, imagine for a moment that what you do every day is you sit in a beautiful office with a ergonomically designed, beautiful chair with a high-tech headset and an old-fashioned telephone connected to that headset. And all you do all day long is take inbound calls from people who were told to call you. That's all you do. And from those inbound calls, you schedule face-to-face appointments and the rest, as they say, is what? History. I want you to imagine that world. And here's the coolest thing about the one-to-one referral. You don't have to do a digital loan app. You can. You don't have to send them to an online secure site. You can. You don't have to take an app over the phone. Maybe you want to. But do you know the most likely person to come to your office and meet with you? Who is the most likely person to come to your office and meet with you? The person who has been referred to you from somebody who did that. And what that person will say is, you need to speak to Todd, the guy that I've used for all my mortgages. And what makes him different is he spends 40 to 45 minutes up front with every one of his borrowers 
to architect a mortgage plan for them that helps them improve their net worth in the next three to five to seven years, three to seven years. That's how he's different. So I actually have the people that love me disrupting the people they're referring and the way they think. Because here's what happens with the strategy piece. It turns into this absolutely free marketing called word of mouth. And the most underutilized, I believe, referral ecosystems that we have access to are the ones that are prepared to tell the world about us, but have not been shown the way to do it. And what we know about word of mouth is 65% of new business comes from word of mouth referrals. 65% if you're what? Optimizing and then retaining the people that have already used you. We know that 65% of respondents trusted word of mouth marketing more from people that they knew than just general regular marketing. So it's kind of weird in a session called Game Changers to talk about something that is so basic to the idea that people who know, love, and trust you, if you show them the way, will tell everybody you need to ever know that wants to know, love, and trust a mortgage professional that you're the guy or you're the gal that is safe. You're the guy or the gal that creates differentiated value. You're the guy or the gal that is unlike any originator in the history of originators. And you need other people doing that. I could tell a bunch of dads how great my son is. But when another dad tells a bunch of dads how great my son is, it has a different impact. It's just like you can tell everybody how good you are. But when somebody else tells somebody how good you are, it has a different impact. And we don't, we don't leverage that. So here's my prediction. My prediction is by the end of 2020, seven out of every 10 fundings you're doing has to be coming from a word of mouth ecosystem. Not the traditional lead gen that we look at or have potentially even used. Customers acquired through word of mouth add two times the lifetime value of customers acquired through traditional marketing. Customers acquired through word of mouth spread more word of mouth and bring in twice as many new customers. Where should you plant your time, your energy, and your efforts? You should plant it on the people that already know, love, and trust you. And you can take this to the bank, pun intended. If I can get a person who knows, loves, and trusts me to just simply in a year or two refer me to five other people that know, love, and trust him or her so that they can know, love, and trust me by endorsement value. And those five in the next year or two can do the same thing. And now those 125 can do the same thing. And now those 650 can do the same thing do you see what can happen to your business as you understand the power of word of mouth? You got to do it. Thank you so much for listening to the High Trust Today podcast. I want to offer you a broadcast that I did called The Purpose Driven Leader. Watch this broadcast. All you have to do is click in the link in the bio below. It'll take you straight to the page and watch this beautiful leadership broadcast called The Purpose Driven Leader.